0: this sunday the sunday before our freedom sunday i asked our friend pastora tanya to preach from her heart of for justice um, for freedom Um, They were with us in June as they shared some of their heart for the work in Greece and I felt that our community really connected with them so I hope you spend time with them after the service, get to know them a little bit more, stop by their table, um, sign up for their prayer newsletter. Uh, They are great at writing that and I invite Tanya now to come and share the word that the Holy Spirit has placed on her heart. Would you guys welcome Tanya? I just wanna thank you, Professor Melanie and Kevin, uh, for letting us be here to come back. It's always great to be invited back to a place. Um, and it's exciting uh, when someone says, share from your heart, uh, because we have so much to share. And in fact, the minute she said that, I actually had this thing that I wanted to share. Um, but as the Lord so often does, He's like, "Well, that might be your heart, but I have something else I want you to share." So it for a kind of complicated this week, complicated week. But I'm excited to share what the Spirit has given me about justice for you uh, today. Um, my daughter is leaving because it's really hard for, for her. <laughs> I'm up here. Thank you for welcoming children into your uh, service. Um, so. How many of you guys know that summer officially ends tomorrow? I actually thought it ended yesterday, so I'm happy we get one more day of summer, but summer officially ends tomorrow, and I can't believe uh, that it's over. so many things happened this summer. For us, when we were here in June, I'm glad you mentioned, because I couldn't remember what month we were here. We were here in June, so the beginning of summer, and then we had to go back to Florida. We went to General Conference, a large gathering of free Methodist churches. The 3 go had a surprise trip to Peru. He was gone for 10 days. I was home with Elia. Uh, and then we realized we were gonna use in August, but our lease was up, so we decided to move to Michigan, which meant closing up our house. Some we of you were imagining this? Yes. We took four days. Some people were like, we took four days it was like six hours in the car in one day isn't enough. So that was our summer. Um, but it's and it's funny that how many of you are thinking, I didn't get done everything I wanted to do this summer? I can't believe it's over. How did it? Yeah, so for me, that's kind of how I feel. Actually, after I wrote this message, it's funny, I was on Facebook, as you do in the evening. And a friend of mine from high school, her name is Crystal, she had posted on her Facebook page a list, a bucket list for her family for the summer, and she said, I can't believe it, we did everything on our list, and I was like, (laughs) congratulations, because that is not my life, Um, and we're actually, we're actually supposed to be in Greece right now, so spoiler alert, didn't finish my bucket list for the summer, and you say, "Why why are you talking Summer summertime. What does this have to do with the, the word the Lord has given to you? Uh, and it's actually because the verses in Jeremiah uh, talks about uh, summer ending. Um, and I'm actually, I want to go back uh, to that Old Testament reading in just a second, but would it be okay if I start off with prayer uh, for the Spirit to speak through me? So pray with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this opportunity um, to be your voice here to share from your word, to share your heart for justice, to cry and to weep over what is and to give hope for what could be. I pray that you would come, that you would meet with us, that you would speak to each one of us through these words, and that we could leave uh, and bring your kingdom here to earth. In the name I pray. Amen. before we talk about Jeremiah, we're also going to talk about the Psalms reading. I just want to kind of give a disclaimer. So, uh, in these verses, uh, it is a lament. Uh, Jeremiah is crying out. The writer of the Psalm is, is crying out and saying, What is going on? And I want to focus on that lament piece, um, but I want to recognize the context that, that they're in trouble because of things they did wrong right? They have strayed from God, they have done things that they shouldn't, and so now there are some consequences. Um, and I'm not going to focus a lot on that um, entirely, because it doesn't really matter why we're in trouble when we're in trouble. We're crying out, how <laughs> at least my daughter. Usually she, like, falls down the stairs and is crying. Is it her fault because I told her not to play on the stairs? Yes, it is. But that doesn't actually matter in the moment. So I want to recognize that context, but also to recognize it doesn't matter why people have gotten themselves into situations. Um, Our our response is to go and to be with them. So I just wanted to to say that before we go back to Jeremiah. If you want to look at the paper, I'm so glad that it's printed right there. Um, Jeremiah is pouring his heart out, and there are some phrases that I really just want us to sit with and feel the weight of today. And so the first one, it says... Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king not in her? In verse 20 it says, The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Why then has the health of my poor people not been restored? This is a cry of a confusion person about why things that are happening or why they're not happening the way they think they should. So for me I cry as why is it To our neighbors, mocked and derided by those around us. Verse 5, how long, O Lord? From the time of the Jewish exile, where the Jewish kingdom was destroyed. They had this wonderful kingdom. They had kings, they had an army, and that was destroyed. And the Jews were taken to live in areas of the Of this longing that has been deferred. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her King not in her? The harvest is past and the summer is ended and we are not saved. Why has the health of my poor people not been restored? We've become a taunt to our neighbors, mocked and derided by those around us. How long, O oh Lord? How long? And as we sit and we feel that, I wonder, could those passages apply to our situations today? Could someone here have an area in their life where we might cry out, how long, O oh Lord? Why are we not yet saved? Is the Lord not in Monroe, Michigan? 40 million people. I looked up my context because I can, uh, I was kind of ashamed I didn't know this. In Greece, tiny little country of Greece, 90,000 people are considered slaves today. In the United States, it's 403,000, almost half a million people in the United States are enslaved today. There's lots of different forms I can tell you about that. It sounds like there's information about that, but half a million people, and as those people sit in situations that are honestly hell here on earth, I can hear their cries. The harvest is passed, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. How long, how much longer? Jeremiah says, oh, that my head were a spring of water eyes, a fountain of tears, so that I might weep day and night. It's a terrible situation, and this seems so big, and so we get to this place of lament, and it is good, and it is right for us to say, oh, that I could weep, oh, that I could be A place of freedom and a place of hope and so that is where I want to go. The Spirit gave me this word. I had this great message planned and it was all about what we were supposed to do. Yeah, I'm a big action oriented person and I was going to talk to you about the fruit of repentance and what we were supposed to do and the Lord said no, give them hope. In chapter seven, you can look at it if you want. I'm actually not going to read the story. I'm just going to tell you. Um, Jesus is walking with a, with his disciples and this huge crowd of people as he normally does, and he had actually just healed. Sorry, this is really loud. <laughs> He had just healed uh, the servant of a centurion. So. a Gentile leader, someone that wasn't a Jew. He just saved, uh, healed the servant. And so, wow, that's cool. And this great crowd of people who had just seen this amazing thing is walking down the street. I think street, I don't know. Never been to Israel. And as they're walking uh, along the way, they encounter another big crowd. But this crowd is not joyous because they've just seen a healing. They are sad and they are mourning because a young man had and the young man was the only son of a woman who was also a widow. When that happens, pause, in the Bible story, but when that happens, that puts the woman at great vulnerability of poverty. Uh, I don't know the context of slavery in biblical times Israel, but here, if a woman is put in a situation where they have no economic ability, no way to earn an income, it puts them at huge, human trafficking and for modern day slavery. And so I imagine this woman whose husband first dies and now her only son has died and she has to deal with the weight of that that sadness and that mourning but then there's also reality of how am I going to survive? And so this huge crowd is mourning uh, and they're coming out and they're in this funeral procession and Jesus sees the woman. And the Bible says, has compassion on her. Or another translation says, his heart went out to her. Because he didn't just see a mourning woman. He saw this woman vulnerable, whose whole life was in danger, was vulnerable. And his heart went out to her. And so he looks at her and he's like, don't cry. You do not need to cry. And then he looks at the young man laying there, who has died. And he touches him. And he says, "Get up." the young man does. The young man comes back to life and awe starts to spread throughout the crowds. The mourning crowd and the crowd that had come with Jesus and this murmur starts to go up. God has visited us today. God has visited his people today. Jesus entered into that dark place. He touched the man who had died. He entered into that is what filled their hearts. And the word began to spread. God has not forgotten his people. Imagine the hope as you hear that the Savior has not forgotten you. And do you need to hear that today? God has not forgotten his people. God has not forgotten you. And I wish, I so wish that I could speak that truth into the lives of the 40 million people living in slavery today. God has not forgotten you. But for them to hear that message of hope, for them to be freed from this longing and this lament and this mourning, it's going to take all of us for you to hear that hope and for us to hear that hope. We must all follow Jesus' example. What was his example? We already saw one when he touched the man. He entered in where they were, into their lives. He came, he said, to proclaim good news for the poor, freedom for the prisoners, sight for the blind. He loved the child, the poor, the widow, the foreigner. He became actively involved in changing the situation of people here on earth. The widow whose son was raised to life was saved a world of pain. Her whole life changed in that moment. She no longer had to worry about economic security. You guys have seen here today, and they're entering in in that same way. They're saying, we're not gonna let you be vulnerable to trafficking and slavery. We're gonna help you take the skills you already have to be a blessing to others, and in that way we can bless you. Working together, empowering through economic development, Jesus entered in that way through healing this woman's son by bringing him to life. And we as Christians are called to follow that example. First Peter 2.21 says, to this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps to this you were called to follow in his steps to enter into those places the disciples uh, asked the lord how teach us to pray how should we pray and a phrase one of my favorite phrases from the lord's prayer is this your kingdom come your will be done in another chapter 10, Jesus sends out his disciples ahead of him uh, to go and share and heal, and he says to them, heal the sick who are there, and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. The way that we can say, your kingdom come, your will be done, is to go, to heal, to enter into those places, to bring the kingdom of God near It is good and natural for us to sit in the met over the problems of this world, about our problems. And I honestly think that that's where we have to start. We have to know what's going on. We have to know what's going on with slavery and human trafficking. Uh, But we have also been called to follow Jesus' example and do something about it, to bring the kingdom of God near, to bring hope that God has not forgotten you. So I'm going to leave you with a couple of questions and a couple of examples as I wrap up. What could this look like for you here in Monroe? And over the next few minutes, I want you guys to spend time with Jesus asking him, how can I enter into the dark situations of people's lives? How, Jesus, can we enter into the dark situations of people's lives? The people sitting next to me right now, my neighbor, others in the city, my family's lives. How can I enter into those dark situations? How can I let them know that God has not forgotten them? These are some examples I want to give. Um, One, we were speaking at a church. Florida, a couple months ago now, Um, and it was a Spanish speaking service first and then an English speaking service, and the Spanish speaking service had gone great, Uh, and we get to English speaking service, and in the worship time, the pastor got out during one of the worship songs, and he says, you know what, I just feel the Lord saying, put your hand on the person. of God's love, just because we are talking about human trafficking and because it is Freedom Sunday. I wanted to give you a couple of examples just real quick. Uh, In Greece, where we're going, uh, further north than where we'll be, one of the things that they do to share God's love and let them know that they are not forgotten is they pick up people, the people from the church, go to refugee camps, and pick up people, take them back to the church, and let them take a shower. In refugee camps, there's one bathroom for two boys. Tell this story. So one bathroom to every 100 people, right? For you? 200. All right. One bathroom for every 200 people. So getting a shower is a big deal. And yet it says, you have not been forgotten. God has not forgotten you. In Florida, was a part of our set three ministry, the ministry of the Methodist Church that fights human trafficking. strip clubs. Um, the women would go inside and the men would stand outside and pray. Um, and we would take food. We would take, like, cookies. Someone would make food for them. we take food and we take little gift bags. And we would show love to the women that were caught in this life. Some by their own bad decisions. Some because they have been tricked into that lifestyle. And we would say, how can I pray for you? And in the middle of the strip club, we would pray for these women. Tangible expressions of God's love. Uh, this the Free ministry in Seattle, they show love to families that are fostering children. They plan foster care nights where they do child care for all the kids in foster care, and the parents can go out for the night. And this is their way of saying, you So I return to that question. These are three examples of how we can enter in to the dark situations of people's lives. How is God calling you to enter in to these dark situations so that they know that God has not forgotten them, so that hope comes to them? I'm going to be silent just for a second um, and then I'll pray to close. But take this time to, to ask God that question. How can into dark situations in my community or with my neighbors. you Jesus for coming and being our hope our hope of nations for here for around the world for Greece that you are our hope that yes we cry out how long but we know that we have a Savior we know we have a deliverer that there is a king in Zion and we thank you that you have entrusted to us that you have called us to follow that example And to enter into people's lives and show them how much you care with tangible expressions of your love. I pray that you would be with this community, that you would um, continue to encourage them in ways that they can serve, in ways that they can be that hope. And Lord Jesus, I pray if there is someone here that needs an answer to the question of how long. That you would be ever so close. That your spirit would speak to them and say, I am here and I have not forgotten you. And there may be things that need to happen that you don't see. But God is with you every step of the way as you wait. God has not forgotten you. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.